Digital Marketing Radio, episode 236, email marketing in 2021. Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends shared by today's modern marketing masters. Email marketing has been around for a very long time, longer in fact than the World Wide Web itself. It seems that every few years we hear about another technology that's going to be replacing email, but email stubbornly clings on, retaining its high level of importance for e-business communication more than 40 years since the first mass email campaign was sent. In this episode 236 of Digital Marketing Radio, we look at email marketing in 2021, how email marketing has changed and how best to incorporate email into your marketing mix now and moving forward. Joining me to discuss that is a lady who helps directors and senior managers of small to medium-sized businesses ensure their marketing budget is being used to full effect. She also helps business owners, coaches and freelancers achieve business growth and get out of marketing overwhelm through her online group coaching and step-by-step training. Welcome to DMR, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, how slick is this? Like, you're really showing me up now from a live streaming point of view. This is amazing. Let's hope the slickness (laughs) continues. That's the, uh, the, that was the pre-slick. Now it's time for the, um, um, the body slick. um, And then it's, um, um, I'm I'm talking about SEO tags, but that's (laughs) another (laughs) conversation perhaps, because we're not talking about SEO. We're talking about email marketing today. And, um, so email, email isn't dead yet, Teresa? No, you sure? No, we are hanging in there. And I think this is the the interesting thing because when you've been around in marketing as long as I have, which is about 16 years now, I have seen email do some really amazing and odd and strange and brilliant things over those years in terms of its popularity, in terms of what it does, how we use it in our businesses. But you would think that we get to a position like we are in today where we have all these tools and strategies open to us that suddenly email marketing might come to a point where it really isn't needed anymore. But actually, if anything, but in my eyes anyway, it really is needed more than ever because we're putting ourselves out on these amazing social media platforms. We're doing all these things, we're connecting, but we're always marketing on someone else's platform. It doesn't belong to us. So for me, still, and for the foreseeable, email marketing is to stay. I mean, I remember three key different types of technology that were allegedly going to mean that email was going to die. I mean, first of all, it was social media. And then it was platforms like Slack. uh, And then it was Mm -hmm. chat marketing apps. And none of them seemed Mm. to have made a significant impact on email. Why is email refusing to go away? I think it's down to the fact of it's something that pretty much everybody has. You know, everyone has an email address. You know, to do anything today, you need an email address so you know to sign up to or manage even things around the house and you know everyone asks for an email address so it's pretty much I think I I heard something the other day and I don't know how true this is but it's like 
you know, only the homeless aren't having email addresses, like, you know, literally everyone has them. So I think that's the one thing. And the other thing for me is when they, you know, when you're looking at all those other options, they're all based on someone else's platform. They're all based on technology that you don't, and it's not necessarily technology because you don't own an email platform, but the the data within it you own. So your emails are yours, whereas still in chatbots, in things like Slack and, and those sorts of instant messenger things, it's it's some other system that you're using. So Johnny Ross is saying in the chat that um, he believes that um, email brings him the, the highest ROI. Mm. Um, what about best practice email? Ha- has that changed a lot over the last few years? Uh, because obviously we've seen email marketing platforms evolve a little bit. Um, maybe compared with five years ago uh, or so, would you say that email strategy has changed a lot? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just almost got stronger in its strategy. So I guess five years ago, we were starting to look at some of the automation. We were looking, I remember five years ago, I think I was in uh, Minneapolis with lead pages doing some training with them. Mm. And, and I remember them showing me drip their email system. And I was like, wow, you know, this can do some really cool stuff. And, and I think it was more that it, that was then opened up to everybody as into smaller businesses, not just the big businesses that could build their own platforms that could do cool stuff. So I think all it's done is it's kind of bedded in even more with those strategies. So the automation, the knowing who we're talking to, the knowing how they got on our list and what they want to hear from us, and then the personalization of how we can use that data in terms of having those conversations. I think those systems have got better. The, I definitely think when I look back further away, you know, more than five years ago, it was like you send a, a newsletter once a month. And it's like, no, that is not the case anymore. Mm. It's more about, it's almost like, I, I likened it the other week to some students that it's almost like it's your social media, but just sending in an email. Like, so you'd go on Instagram stories and you might post, I've done this today, or I have this thing today, or I did, you know, I've just learned this new thing or whatever. Email now is almost being treated a little bit like that. It should be more of a, a conversation. So rather than in the past where it was like, here's a newsletter, read about us. I want to tell you about us. Now it's like, hey, this happened. Have you had that happen? Email back and let me know. Or I saw this, I thought you might really like it. Or because you downloaded this thing or because you are part of this group, you might want this particular thing. So it's much more personalised. Yeah, it's a great way to encourage engagement as well. I think traditionally, as you said, people saw email as a one-to-many and just a one-way communication. And people also often mm. sent it from a no-reply email address, which I think was horrific. <laughs> it's nice to come from an email and yeah. a real, real person as well. I remember you talking, you, you mentioned lead pages there. I uh, I know uh, Clay Collins a little bit as well. Um, I met him in Australia when I was there um, doing a speech at an, at an event. And I also attended a training session that he did for Lead Pages in London about five years ago as well. And I think Lead, lead Pages really helped to move email marketing forward by, by just designing beautiful landing pages. Um, yes. So, um, I mean, what, what's best, best practice for landing pages nowadays and what kind of call to action tends to work best? So at the moment, I think it's about not just the landing page. It's about where you're sending them from. And it's about, for me, my, my tactics haven't changed a whole lot. Still kind of the crucial things like show them what they're going to get. Uh, 
you know, engage them by kind of asking them a question. The call to action button should scream on the page. You know, so it should really stand out. Uh, you know, two step really still works. Just ask for the minimum amount of information. So those still stand. But for me, where I'm trying to get to is I want that copy on that ad or that post and the copy on the landing page to be as if I'm talking to you directly. So I think more we're putting more emphasis on what are the pain points? So rather than just shoving together 10 things in a checklist, boom, there you go, get on my list. It's like, okay, so who's your customer? And then, and if you've got more than one customer, then that's fine. But really, do you need a lead magnet for each so each of those people? What is the thing that they're really having trouble with? What is the pain that they've got? And how can you help them with a quick win, get closer to fixing that pain? Um, so again, I think, I think we went through a real phase of all the lead magnets were just rubbish. Like it was literally like, do you want to download this? Yeah, I want to download. And then of course, as consumers are getting, and, and you know, people who download this stuff, they're getting smarter and they're getting much more astute about who they give their email list to, uh, email address to. I think now for me, each one of my lead magnets is like so good. Like, you know, and I know you shouldn't say that about your own stuff, but like, <laughs> I make sure there's really good stuff in it because the last thing I want you to do is go and download one of my things and think, what a load of rubbish, because that's it. I've lost my chance with you then. So, so, and also the lead magnets can now be different types of things. So it's not just a PDF download. It might be a workshop. It might be a, you know, audio series. It might be a video series. So I think in terms of what we're creating, Obviously, we need to be creating different things for different people because they like different stuff as well. So, so for me, it's more about the kind of, not necessarily the mechanics, because I think a lot of the mechanics are still the same. Lead Pages is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal company. I've been very lucky to have a lot to do with them um, over the years. But also, like you said, they created an amazing platform where there wasn't anything really as strong as that on the market. So where's the best place to have that call to action, that um, lead capture? Because I'm having a look at your website, theresaheathwearing.com, mm -hmm. and your initial button on your homepage is um, kind of let's, let's begin. You know, I empower amazing entrepreneurs to start and scale their online businesses. Let's begin. I mean, you scroll down to your, your site and explain a little bit more about what you're about. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily then advocate having a call to action as the first thing that someone is encouraged to do on, on the homepage of your website. And, and actually, as you scroll down my site, you'll see that there's like three uh, pictures of uh, clipboards and those are three different lead magnets. Also, sometimes I use pop-ups. Sometimes I, um, I don't necessarily change the homepage banner. I leave that pretty static as it is. But I, it's where I put it in other places. So, for instance, like I said, I will use pop-ups on occasion on the site if we've got something new or whatever. I'll use Facebook ads and I'll put lead magnets out on ads. I'll put them on social media all the time. And this is where lots of people go wrong or maybe don't realize the work it takes. So I've got lots of people that will come and do, I do a build my list course. So basically I take them from nothing and literally walk them holding their hand for 10 days and we build the entire thing, including all the tech. And then we get to the end of the process and they've got their lead magnet, they've got their onboarding emails, they've got their social media posts, all this stuff that we've given them, all the templates, all the swipe files, they've created this thing. And then I have to say to them, right, and now you have to post it every single week and keep posting it and keep posting it and keep posting it. And this is where lots of people go wrong. They either hide 
and they don't, they're not purpose trying to hide it, but they either like put somewhere at the bottom of the page or in like a tiny bit in the corner, do you want to join my email list? Like mm. the quietest thing ever. Or they have a lead magnet, they put it out three, four times, and then they think that's enough. You know, all my lead magnets that are on my site that I have in play at the moment, they're all in my social media. They, they go out every so often, every couple of days, there's another mention of it. Or I might put a post on Instagram and then say, oh, I've, you know, I've got a freebie about this. Go and check it out here and, and point them in the direction. So it's about every opportunity, things like your cover photos for your social media. Why not put it on your cover photo, pinned posts, uh, put it on the bottom of your normal email signature, because people who email me don't tend to be on my email list, mm. which is weird, but they don't, you know, because we're having a personal conversation. So it's about knowing that you've got to put it out there so strongly and not be scared to keep doing that. Okay, uh, and a couple of quick follow-up questions. Obviously, we touched upon the fact that um, a few years ago, people um, had lead capture pages that um, weren't particularly conversational. So do you want um, to encourage people to actually incorporate what they can expect by um, a subscriber um getting information from their email list um, on the landing page, i.e. A, a summary in the land, landing page about what type of email the subscriber will expect to receive by subscribing. And also in relation to that, um, what's what's best practice in terms of quantity of emails to um, send out? Um, cadence, you touched, you touched upon social type emails. Does that mean that you actually advocate infrequent email sending now is or is it best to be quite consistent in terms of days of week that you send emails on okay cool so first part uh in terms of uh landing page tell them what they're going to expect so if you have got a landing page that specifically is, is aimed at just getting them on your list, so you've got a button somewhere or you put on social media, join my email list, then yes, absolutely on that landing page, tell them what they're going to get. Why should they bother? You know, if they're following you on social media, what's going to be different over there or how, how will that benefit them? If it's a lead magnet, so let's say uh, you check out one of the lead magnets, which is something like 10 things to put on your sales page to help it convert. Um, I don't talk about what you're going to, the emails going forward at that point. All I talk about on that landing page is what is included in that download. Get this download because this, this is what, how it will benefit you. This is what it's going to do. Then in your onboarding sequence, that's where you could then say, okay, let's get to know each other. This is how I work. This is what I do. And that really nicely feeds into the cadence of it because there's no hard and fast rule. Now I have to say I am, I'm really not a fan now of like the once a month type emails because that's 12 emails, 12 touch points in an entire year. That's just not enough. So ideally, I would like to see or I think, you know, again, some industries and, and things will change. But um, once a week is probably great. I think if you are using your email marketing as a form of content, which I do, then I'm now actually up to three times a week. And I normally email on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Um, but I actually don't I used to conform to just one day and be like, OK, this needs to be a very specific day that I send these emails. But for me now, because if something comes up and I think it's going to be useful, then I want to chuck an email out to people. Um, and in terms of the content that's in those emails, it's not about 
kind of trying to, it's not the new, mine aren't the newsletter form. So mine isn't check this, check this, check this, check this. Mine is, there's this one thing, it's really cool. It does this thing, here's the link, go check it out, see you later. Like it's it's quite, you know, fairly short. Um, I say fairly short, sometimes they're not fairly short, but you know, it's focused, that's the word. It's focused on one aim of learning or one story or one tool or one tip. Um, but I am using it more and more. But I think it's one of those things that I think you have to, you have to get to that point. So if you're listening to this and you're just starting on email marketing, then try and do every other week as, as your minimum. If you can do every week, great. But then once you get into the swing of things and you get team members and you grow a bit, then maybe it's not so hard to do three times a week like I do. And because you do three times a week, does that mean that your open rates um, or click-through rates suffer? Um, and what kind of open rates and click-through rates should a business be aiming for nowadays? So uh, my good friends, Robin Kennedy, informed me of something a little while back, which uh, is really helpful to know, that the click-through rates just don't, uh, they don't really exist as it were they're not very good in terms of actually tracking because some of the systems out there won't allow it to be tracked so when you look at an open rate it kind of isn't really worth its salt in terms of the click-through rate um that's where you really know whether that's the case okay so they can't when someone clicks it's absolutely sure that they've clicked and therefore that's the thing to track interestingly enough the more you do the more the likelihood is they will interact with the emails. But it comes down to what you're emailing them and, and, and the value you're giving them. If you're not giving them any value, then they're not going to open your emails. And they're not going to click on it. But if you're giving them value, if you're adding those things, if they know when they open one of your emails, the chances are, you know, I'm going to tell you something that will be useful for running your business, then you're more likely to open, have a scan at the very least before you delete it. Where, and, and one of the reasons I email more frequently now is because then when I go into, say, a car open mode or if I go into a I'm running my build my list course again and I start then, you know, can you imagine if I did one email a month and then suddenly in car open, I'm like email every single day and then three on the last day, like they wouldn't put up with that. So it's managing the kind of, you know, I'm pushing the limits a bit in terms of like, you know, if you don't want to get this information, that's cool. You don't have to, you can delete them or you can unsubscribe and that's okay. But this is what I'm likely to do. I want to give you value. I want to add things. And therefore you'll hear from me fairly frequently. Jamie Irvin watching live on you on uh, LinkedIn saying, loving this huge value, value bombs. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, Great to um, thanks, have you Jamie. watching live. Yeah. Um, just yeah, one awesome. like, final thought on, on email. We, we touched upon you know, how it's evolved and uh, how it could have been overtaken by other forms of communication like chat marketing, like chat bots, uh, but it hasn't really been. Do you think it's worthwhile trying to offer an email subscription and a chat marketing subscription in tandem? Or does is email more effective and is it better just to have a singular call to action? No, I think generally having the option as to where they can interact with you is a good thing. My only concern with this is that some business owners are going to look at it. If you're not a big marketing team, if you haven't got a team with you, you're going to be like, how on earth do I manage all this? You know, and obviously there are lots of tools out there that can help and do various things, but it is more work. Obviously, you know, sending one email or sending email and then a chat bot and then something else. So in my mind, 
there's, I would want to offer myself up, sounds weird, in a way that would suit someone else. So you like listening, I've got the podcast, you want to read, get my emails, you like video, I'll go live, you know what I mean? It's like giving them the option to take in the content on the terms that they like. So I actually think if you have capacity, and that's the key thing, I would hate someone to try and do all these bits and do them terribly. I'd much rather you go, do you know what? I'm going all in on this platform and all in on any emails and that's it. You won't find me on the chat bot. You won't find me over on that platform. You won't find me in YouTube. You'll find me in these two places and being really strong with both of them. I'd much rather that. Great advice. It's, it's hard to say no to things, but when you do, it sometimes oh, means it that you deliver <laughs> higher quality. Uh, let's segue in. Exactly. <laughs> let's move over to um, part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Teresa's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with secret software. So, Teresa, share a lesser-known MarTech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you. So this is a brand new tool uh, that I'm using, not as in it's brand new. And this is the thing, there's so many tools out there. I was thinking, what can I say that not many people will know? But the truth is, you might know any of them, you know? So, But one of the things that I'm doing to up my game in my own academy is I've just added in the tool um, Add Event. And like I said, this could be old school to everybody else. And you all might be sat there going, yeah, come on, get with the program. But um, basically, I I have an academy. It has a coaching calls. It has lives. It has training. It has all these key events. And at, at the moment, we've been kind of just scheduling them and putting them up in a diary and showing them that way. And I did some training, which I haven't done for a long time with, uh, with another person. And I used AdEvent and it basically downloaded the entire calendar to my calendar. So now I can see what events are coming up for her in my calendar, which for me is so useful because I know what would happen. I think, oh, there's a coaching call on Thursday. And even if she emailed me three times telling me, there's a fair chance I'm going to miss it because it's not in my diary. So, and I don't want to go through and plug all these dates in myself. So these diaries are like share buttons so that you can add things to your calendar, but also that you can subscribe to an entire calendar. So I, my members, when it's, because uh, I'm literally in the process of setting this up, my members can have, um, it's, can subscribe to the Marketing That Converts Academy calendar, and it's going to put every single thing we do into their diaries. So I am loving that one right now. Let's move on um, from something that you currently use uh, to something that you're going to use. So that is next on the list. So what's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet, but you want to try soon? So uh, this is going to sound really silly, given it's not anything new, and I kind of do it anyway. But I don't do lives out of my academy. I... Uh, I have uh, all the live streaming set up. I have the camera and the thing and everything. And I actually really love doing lives. But for some unknown reason, I've not done them out on my page. They are literally part of the paid membership. So actually, it's in the plan. And we, we discussed it this morning that we're going to... Uh, move to perhaps doing some lives out of the academy answering some questions because we've changed the way we do our social media um i always have done my own social media and now we're um, i'm working with one of my team and we are being really strategic about right what what's our focus this week How, you know and i want to share maybe a story or a myth or something that annoys me or you know and then it can, what tip can i share is there a tool is there a lead magnet so we're being really strategic so we're looking at when we can plug in the lives to help support that content so 
not new to anybody else, but new to me. Great. Okay. Well, it's important to to have a line, have a distinction between the content that you deliver that's free and the content, obviously, that you deliver to your members. So does that mean that the, the, the live streaming content that you do will only be for your members and for people who aren't members yet, they, they won't get live streams? Uh, no, the live streaming content externally will be around particular subjects and it might be just Q&A stuff. It's going to be very... Um, a very toned down version. So when I do lives inside the academy, one, most of my lives are to do with mark, uh, mindset now, which is ace, I love it. Um, but they are lessons and they are activities. So we did a values workshop the other day where all my members got to work out what their values were. And then in reflection, it, are the businesses and their life meeting their values? And that's where they can see things disjointed and whatever. Um, so that was a real activity that we all walked through on the live. Whereas when I do external, it's going to be a bit of teaching, a bit of Q&A, a bit of adding value. And, and that's where it kind of stops. Great. Okay, well, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just okay. two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say yeah. the word both on one occasion. So use it wisely. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Got it. TikTok or Twitter? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. YouTube or podcast? Podcast. Traffic or leads? Leads. Paid search or SEO? Oh, SEO. Ads or influencers? Ads. Google ads or Facebook ads? Facebook ads. And now for the easiest one, email marketing or chat marketing? <laughs> Look at email marketing. <laughs> Mar Martech stack or all-in-one platform? All-in-one platform. And one-to-one -one or scale? Scale. Well, that was relatively easy. I think the biggest challenge you had was um, paid search or SEO. Why was that a challenge? Yeah, because neither one I'm brilliant at. <laughs> Um, but paid search is, that is a minefield. I, I did two of the three Google exams many years ago, well, three, four years ago, and even doing them and passing them, I still didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I do, and, and for someone who can do Facebook ads with relative ease, that really blew me away. So I think there's a lot, I mean, I know SEO has got a lot going on, but yeah, for that, I really struggled with. Yeah, um, and paid search has changed so much over the years. It used to be so easy. I mean, I was involved with paid, paid search fairly, fairly early on. I remember back in about 2005 um, doing arbitrage. So I used to um, publish uh, a website about particular content and have Google AdSense on there and then you use Google Ads to drive uh, traffic to um, to my web page and I used to be able to get traffic oh, wow. for less than five cents a click and make more money from the ads wow. that people were clicking on but that was another <laughs> that was a lifetime ago really that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not sure you'd get away with that today <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly it's a, it's, it's it's a different life completely um 
just to tell the listener that I'm actually interviewing a gentleman called Mike Rhodes um, tomorrow. The reason I'm mentioning that just now is he's co-author on a, on a book on Google Ads. So in terms of finding out more about Google Ads, and that, that's the episode to listen yeah. to tomorrow morning. That will be live from um, Australia. That would be going to be interesting him. So I'm, I'm managing to persuade him oh, to nice. um, appear in the evening Australia time. But um, let's move <laughs> on to, in, the, in this conversation, the $10,000 question. Uh, Teresa, if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days in a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Do you know what I thought about this? I just think like it's so easy to go ads or something like that. But do you know what I would? I'd spend it on my team. I'd spend it on, I've got uh, a few team members that do various different things. And I think I would like throw the money at getting more of their time because the one thing I can't do is create more time for myself. And I have a list of long as my arm of things that we should be doing, could be doing. And I think if I had that money just to use immediately, it would be like, okay, I'm going to give you 10 grand. You give me your hours. So a bit only because I know I've got some really good team members. So that's why I would give them all more hours and more time with me. And would that be outsourced? contract workers or do you look to employ people if possible no all my team are freelance so uh, even i have full time and she's freelance too um so it, it's just the fact of getting the work done quicker whereas when it's just you and your business it's like and especially when you're just starting off you literally can only do what you can do in your hours whereas now i've got the team what's lovely is one, I've got people to back things off. We had a team meeting this morning with a couple of us. You know, I can talk them through what I've done. They can give me their opinions. We can go back. I can then go, okay, I've gone this far. Can you now take that and do X, Y, Z with it? It just feels like if I could have more of that, then I could achieve so much more. Brilliant. Okay, well, to finish off, let's continue along um, the theme of um, giving other people a shout out and that is with the magical marketer who's an up-and-coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout out to what can we learn from them and where can we find them okay so um i am going to pick uh my lovely friend uh ben bellamy who is, uh, he's worked with me, he's in the academy, and he is, uh, he actually does websites for people, he did my website, but he is working really hard on developing his own services around coaching and marketing for website developers. So he's just one of these people that like does all the things, works really hard, has great ideas, great value, and yeah, is really trying to put himself out there. So he's a, a good shape. Superb. And now, is that um, benbellamy.co.uk? I, I, th I think That's it is, one. because I'm looking at the website and it's saying, Hi, I'm Ben. I'm a web international designer living in Exeter, Devon, um, who builds an amazing WordPress one. website. There we go. That's his website address. Yeah, there we go. Um, superb. Well, um, you have been listening to Teresa Heath Weathering. So, in today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio, shared um, lots of incredible advice about email to begin with. Um, saying that your email should be um, with a social mindset, uh, that you should be emailing at least once a week, and that you should consider having your email subscription options in different places. Um, she also uh, shared lots of wonderful software, including adevent.com. Um, links to everything, of course, is going to be in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. And also your next on list, uh, you're talking about um, doing more live streams to your members and your magical marketer, of course, um, Ben 
Bellamy. Um, so as I said, everything that um, Teresa mentioned uh, is going to be in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com and of course you can check out YouTube as well um, where we're going to be um, broadcasting next live very, very soon. Teresa, what's the best social platform for someone to follow you and say hi? So as you can imagine, I'm on all of them, but my favourite is Instagram. So come and find me over there. Just search Teresa Heathwearing and you'll find me. Superb. Um, we'll do that. Um, say hello to Teresa and thank her for her knowledge bombs that you shared today. Great stuff. Um, I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts for B2B brands over at castingcred.com. If you want to watch the episode live, uh, next episode live, of course, I mentioned it already, go to YouTube, um, subscribe there, hit the notification bell. And of course, if you're already watching live, um, um, that's fine. If you're listening to the replay, you're probably doing that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And um, if you haven't told a friend already, do that, please. It's good to share. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio.com